Welcome to the Wonder by the Word podcast, where we walk through the Bible chronologically in a year. I'm your host, Brittany Rust, and on this podcast, I break down our daily readings from the Wonder by the Word reading plan and community so that we can all have better theology and grow in our faith. In case you're just now finding us, the Wonder by the Word plan can be found on version or on my website. Wonder by the Word is sponsored by Truth and Grace Ministries. Learn more at BrittanyRust.com. Hello and welcome to day 24 of the Wondered by the Word podcast and reading plan. Today we are taking a look at Genesis chapter 26, 27, and 28. Now yesterday we left off by looking at Jacob and how he gained the birthright from his brother Esau. If you remember, the birthright was the double inheritance and the priestly role. Now as we enter chapter 26, there is a famine in the land. God tells Isaac, don't go to Egypt, which is what his father had done the last time there was a famine. He tells him to go somewhere else. And that place ends up being the land of the Philistines, where a king by the name of Abimelech reigns. Now, most scholars believe this is a different Abimelech that encountered Abraham as it's about 75, at least 75 years apart. It was likely a common family name that was passed down. So here's Isaac. And he does the same thing his dad did. He tells people that his wife is actually his sister. Yet that's not even a half truth like Abraham. You know, my pastor used to say that what parents do in moderation, their kids will do in excess. Isaac is carrying on the mistakes of his father. Yet, unlike the prior situations with Abraham and Sarah, Rebecca does not marry a Philistine, even though they do recognize her beauty. However, Abimelech does catch on to their true relations and he calls Isaac out for it. Regardless of the situation, God blesses Isaac and he grows in wealth. So much so that the people become envious of him and he has to leave. There's then some texts regarding wells and trouble with the Philistines with Abimelech essentially asking for a pact. Now we pick up in chapter 27 with Isaac's latter years. And it's where we see Isaac steal Esau's blessing. We learned about the birthright. Now we're learning about the blessing. The blessing was just that. It was a blessing, one of prosperity into the covenant line. As the boy's father, Isaac wasted away on his deathbed. Rebecca, their mother, she concocts this scheme to trick Isaac into giving the blessing reserved for the firstborn son to Jacob instead of Esau. Jacob did briefly resist the idea, but in the end, he gives in and he chooses to deceive his father and to cheat his brother. Remember, his dad's on his bed, what they think is his deathbed. So Jacob, he dresses up like Esau in order to lie to his father, whose poor eyesight and failing senses prevented him from discerning the truth. Furthermore, Jacob uses God as a part of his alibi to sell the lie. Talk about soap opera, right? But the truth is, God had already promised the birthright and blessing to Jacob. He did not need to steal it, but he did. And by taking matters into his own hands, he suffers unimaginable hurt. Jacob's deceit that night became a web of lies that eventually left him bound and robbed of so much in his life. 
because when Esau learned of the deception, he was understandably infuriated and he planned to kill Jacob after the death of their father. So rightly, Jacob feared for his life and at his mother's urging, he fled. And the sad part is Jacob never saw his mother again and he lived in exile for many years. Little did he know that his deep pain would pave the way for God to enter Jacob's life powerfully and begin to work an incredible transformation. So as we go into Genesis chapter 28, we see Jacob's journey as he flees from his home. Jacob's exile from his homeland began a journey that would forever change his life. It was a journey that would take him all the way to Haran, the land of his mother's family. Remember, Abraham has sent his servant to the land that he came from to find a wife. That was Rebecca. So now Isaac has traveled to the land that Rebecca came from. Now I can't imagine, I cannot imagine how hard that first night was for him. Jacob, he sets up camp in the wilderness where he literally uses a hard rock for his pillow. I only can imagine that the weight of what just happened came tumbling down on him like a tidal wave. His thoughts and his emotions spilling over and, and, and nearly drowning him in, the, in a moment of authentic realization. Jacob was alone. He was on the run and finally deeply feeling the ramifications of what he had just done. The rift he had created in his family could not be undone. And his selfish act of manipulation now had a cost that came calling. So as he nestled into that rock and drifted off with only a blanket of pain and hurt to keep him warm, Jacob had no clue what was about to happen next because God was going to enter the scene and meet him at his rock bottom. You see, Jacob had a dream that night that served as his first encounter with the Lord God Almighty. No doubt that dream was what he had always hoped for in his endeavor to be known and important. In fact, it confirmed his place in history. That night in Jacob's dream, God appeared to him and made a promise to him confirming a very important covenant. God told Jacob that descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth would come from him and that the very land Jacob now slept on would be an inheritance for his family. This is the covenant that started with Abraham, that was passed to Isaac, and now has been passed to Jacob. But that's not all. God promised that he would be with Jacob and protect him, that he would keep him safe in all his days, and one day that he would bring Jacob back home. For a man alone and on the run, those must have been really sweet words to his wounded heart. What a comfort and joy this must have been for Jacob. And I can only imagine it was this promise and source of hope that carried him through the lonely and heavy days to come. I mean, honestly, from where I sit, that's a whole lot of grace for a guy who just made a royal mess. That concludes today's readings. Now, tomorrow we're going to see Jacob arrive to his destination and we're going to see the tables turn on him. I'll see you then. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to Wonder by the Word. We are so grateful that you are here and I really pray that this episode left you with nuggets of wisdom that you learned something new, maybe it challenged you, but ultimately that it encouraged you and inspired you to dive even deeper into the richness of scripture. If the ministry of truth and grace or wonder by the word, the reading plan, the episode, all the resources have impacted you in any way, would you please mind leaving a review, um, sharing this podcast with your friends, all of those little 
pieces of sharing and encouragement from your part go a long way to help the podcast get into further hands around the world so people can dive into scripture, engage with scripture on a more regular basis. You can also find us on Patreon, which would be a huge benefit to the ministry. And we just thank you so much for being a supporter. We'll see you next time.